Hey everybody, thanks for taking time to tune in to the Bridgetown Daily for Tuesday, February 16th. Today I want to think about this idea. We're in this season as a church where, um, as we're talking about the future church, who are we, who do we want to be when we emerge out of COVID, out of this kind of socially distanced lockdown moment as we begin to gather again as a church. And we've talked about kind of this prophetic sense that it's time to dream again. So who do we want to be as individuals? Who do we want to be as a church? And then what do we want our city to be like? And as we think about our city, some have said, like that recent Forbes magazine article, that this could be the picture of what it looks like for a city to die. And maybe that's the case, but what comes after death? In our story, it's resurrection. So what would our city look like resurrected? What would it look like for Portland to be restored? And not just to look like it did before, but actually to come back better with justice and mercy. What if the narrative in what Portland was known for after this year of, all the politics and violence and frustration and restaurants closing down. What if this city was known for something beautiful and better, a place where every man, woman, and child, black, brown, white, is honored and there's dignity? What would it look like for Portland to be resurrected? Because remember, even when Jesus was resurrected, he came back similar but not the exact same. Some of his friends didn't even recognize him at first. We want our city to come back different and to come back better. We want a new story for Portland. But the question is, how do we get there? If we're dreaming forward about what the church could be, how do we work and how do we um, put our energy now into what it will look like for the future? And I would say one of those ways is through prayer. And not just prayer, but this idea of intercession, of calling upon God and asking him to move, that he might move his hand in our city to make things better and different. And it brings me back to this beautiful moment of intercession that you see in Exodus chapter 32. If you remember just briefly that story, God has met with Moses on Mount Sinai to give the Ten Commandments. And while they're up there, Aaron and the rest of the Israelites basically build idols. They build their little G gods of gold and worship these calves and say, this is your God. I mean, how embarrassing must that be? They're saying, this is Yahweh who saved you. These golden calves that they just made in the fire. And while that's happening, God and Moses up on the mountain have this conversation. Verse 9 of Exodus 32, the Lord said, I've seen these people, Moses. They're stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger against them may burn and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation. Now, God is basically saying, I'm going to have a do-over plan. And Moses intercedes on behalf and says this, Moses sought the favor of the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why should your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of Egypt? with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say that it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger. Relent 
And that word relent is nacham, which can mean relent or repent. So this is actually Moses telling God to change. Would you relent from what you've said and not bring this disaster on your people? What's incredible about this conversation right here is first, this is God processing his emotions with a human partner. This is a conversation with Moses, God's friend. So God is actually opening up his heart and his thoughts to his friend Moses. And then Moses turns around and is interceding for the people, contending in prayer. He's not passive. He's active. He's striving with God and saying, God, would you change your mind? Would you step in and do something different? And I think, my friends, that there is a time to pray that your will be done. And then there's times to wrestle with God, to plead your case before God. And what we see here is that this actually changed God's mind. How crazy is it to remember that God is relational, that he responds to us, he listens to us, and prayer can actually move God's heart and move God's hand. We believe that prayer is actually how you partner with God to put the world back to rights, that we are actually sons and daughters of the God Most High, and we're invited as active participants to see the world change. Some have even said, one author said it this way, in prayer, we're invited to join God in directing the course of the world. And I think that's why Jesus teaches us to pray, your kingdom come. He's tapping into this reality that God's kingdom is not here yet. Certainly in downtown Portland, things are not the way God wants them to be. And the primary way we usher in the kingdom of God is through prayer. Most of us think that rebuilding our city is going to be through, um, you know, political and through financial means. But what if right now this is a moment for us to partner with God like Moses does with God to intercede with God and ask him to do something new in our city, to turn our city around, to bring justice in our streets, and that it might flow with mercy. Another author said to clasp the hands in prayer is to join in an uprising. So friends, what if right now in this moment, this winter for us is an opportunity to join in an uprising, to join in a revolution against the gods of our city, to partner with our heavenly father, to see his kingdom come and his will be done in Portland as it is in heaven. So friends, would you join me in prayer? And let's pray together. Let's meet regularly together. We're having meetings now more than ever safely at church. Let's pray. Let's intercede. Let's see God show up and resurrect this city in a way that is recognizable only by followers of Jesus as this is a heavenly city. What will, what will look like the new Jerusalem in the days to come. So would you join me and let's pray. Our Father, we ask that you would move in our city. Would you restore and would you bring righteousness in downtown Portland? Would you bring righteousness in the courts of law and through policing? 
God, would there be love in our city? Would we inconvenience ourselves for the sake of the vulnerable? God, would you resurrect Portland and would it be different than it is before, than it was before? And may it be more beautiful. May it bring honor to you as your image bearers show dignity, respect, and love to one another. May your kingdom come. May your will be done in Portland as it is in heaven. Amen.